you can see something being presented in front of you and mm-hmm. you have that vision and that drive, mm-hmm. is it not then your responsibility to make it happen? Hi, healers. Welcome back to the Stories of Astonishing Light podcast. I'm KJ Nazrul, your hostess for another session of storytelling. Today's episode is a check-in with a good friend, Sophia Noreen Syed. You met her last season in our show titled Becoming Boss, Ladies, in which she guided us in asking for what we want and then enjoying all the fruits of our work as women bosses. Sophia Noreen is a registered physiotherapist, podcaster, and a mentor for women entrepreneurs. She is the mother of two girls, a wife, and a multi-business owner based in the Toronto area of Canada. She is the founder of the product-based startup company, Also Sophia, which features eco-friendly, sustainable products, honoring traditions from the East while embracing the customs of the West. Also Sophia landed in Walmart, Canada in 2019 to great success, but then experienced devastation like so many businesses with the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. Earlier this year, as the world plummeted into second and third waves of lockdowns, Sophia Noreen watched in horror as her products on the shelves were barricaded behind tape and marked non-essential by the same multi-billion dollar company who had celebrated their arrival just two seasons earlier. We became friends a year ago when we launched podcasts and created courses together in the beginnings of a world health crisis. So today, we catch up and support each other's growth and pauses and the return to the drawing board as women entrepreneurs embodying resilience through creativity and compassionate reassessment. Let's reconnect with Sophia Noreen's astonishing story. We started a podcast journey. I remember it was July 1st. Was it really? Almost a year knowing each other and being a part of the challenge, which is amazing. Oh my gosh. It's crazy, but we're here and we're making it happen still, right? And yeah, yeah. When did it go into full on lockdown again for this third wave? It went in April 8th. Yeah. Really? And we're still in it. It messed up everything. And this is my second year in the peak of my selling season. Literally, the Walmart products hit the shelf on April 8th Mm -hmm. and it shut down in Ontario. Oh my gosh. Our whole program in the toilet. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. What happened? How did you get to the other side of it? I mean, what can we do, right? At this point, I'm actually in doubt that we'll continue supplying in store because this is Mm. the second year in a row that they've had to, the the program went in for just that one month. And during that one month, we were in lockdown. You can only try so many times. The benefit for me in the end is that I've got the experience of working with a retailer of that size. That's the only thing I have under my belt. The results would have been like 100% amazing because we were very selective on the stores that we put the products in. Community was very excited to see them there. Mm -hmm. But the point of the lockdown this time, the problem was it was locked down and they wouldn't let the stores sell anything that was considered non-essential. So that's why you saw that that end cap that said this section's closed. Yes, I saw that. So they had the products out on the floor, but then they had that tape and the sign up. So people were not allowed to touch it and bring it to the register. And even if they brought it to the register, they couldn't check out with it. How can they do that? Because we're in a state of emergency. We ran out of hospital beds. 
We were airlifting people to ICUs that were hundreds of miles away. And the government basically said, we are just going to shut down everything. And you're not even allowed to shop for non-essentials in the stores that have to stay open for groceries and personal That is incredible. Because yes, all of the stores that were open for us, even in the height of the lockdown, stores like Target and Walmart and the grocery stores were open as a whole as essential services or essentials, right? And Mm -hmm. so that's why I was just stunned because whatever you purchased in one of these essential stores was good to go because essentially, but yeah. And, yeah. and so, KJ, that was the reason why I was okay with doing Walmart for a second year in a row. I said, in the event that things get shut down again, at least people can just go to their closest Walmart and grab what they want off the shelf. That was the goal of the program. And so when that happened, I was like, you know, I was, I was paralyzed for the first week. I was like, what do I do? I mean, I didn't even think people are like, why don't you get it put online and do grocery? I was like, we can try that. But the other problem was because the stores were backed up, I would say that 50% of the stores didn't even take the product out on their shelf, like oh. it on the floor. It was sitting in the back room or sitting in one of the trailers because they ran out of space. Oh my right? God. And so for a small vendor like ourselves, this is a pretty big deal. I'm very disappointed. I'm going to have to see now how we can work with Walmart to make sure that we can continue to sustain for coming seasons. Yeah. Because if they say something like, well, sorry, then that really would just, it would put us out of business. And, you know, who's to blame, right? They would be like, well, it was the law and you agreed to this, that and something else. So I'm I'm ready to push back. Yeah. I'm ready to see yeah. what I can do because I'm going to be like, heck no, you're a multi-billion dollar company. Yes. yes. And you can afford a little bit yes. more than we can. Yes. A little bit. How did they let you know? Did they email you? Did they call you? How did you learn that this was how business was being handled? That was the unfortunate part, the lack of communication. Now I understand they're huge business and they have multiple vendors for the the supplier. But at the same time, it would have been a nice courtesy to say, these are your options. Yeah. We didn't get, we didn't get it. I didn't even understand that non-essentials were not accessible until the first week was over. Mm -hmm. And then I started to explore what could be the options, but it takes a long time to put things online. And so the online option didn't really help. Although many people in our community were like, Oh, we want it online. They were all like, tell us when it's available online and we'll, we'll grab it through grocery pickup or something like that. But. It was just taking too long. So I guess, honestly, KJ, the way I was been handling like year after year of getting hit with this, I, it's hard for me to think like, is this supposed to be the way it goes? But I think in business, I just finished recording another podcast and that was a question. How do you continue to manage? Yeah. And I think it's a journey, right? All of this is a journey, even the podcasting journey that we've been having, the entrepreneurship journey in general, that's what it is. And these are mm-hmm. the stories that we have to basically get through in order to make entrepreneurship as, I don't know, if it was like a nine to five job, this was how I was contrasting it with my past job as a manager, physiotherapist in the hospital. When I walked in at the age of 25, they handed me my retirement package saying that when you retire at 55, you're going to get your full salary benefits until you die. Yeah. This assurance and consistency and knowing where your next check will come from. Versus entrepreneurship, yeah, you have all of these hills and valleys. And when it's a valley, it's a pretty deep trough that develops. That's right. But I guess that's what we exchanged our nine to fives for. 
And I guess for me, I wasn't happy doing the job of going in every day, doing the same old, maybe a couple of variations here and there and then coming home. It wasn't something that I was wanting to continue. And so the exchange is getting events like this where we have a great, yay, we're, we're in Walmart. Oh, darn, we can't even sell our products that are sitting in Walmart. Like those are now a story that I have to just share with everyone and say, maybe there's a better opportunity or maybe that opportunity is going to help me elevate something else in the future. I don't know. Just have to think of it as it's just something that has happened for now and nobody could have predicted it. No, no, no. And that's the thing. It's not planned for. It's unexpected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm curious what my conversations have been since August of last mm -hmm. year on this podcast is how do you, how do you pivot? How do you dig down deep into your resources of resiliency to still say, okay, I'm going to try again tomorrow. I'm going to mm -hmm. change my perspective. So I know when we've spoken in the past, what's been really important is having your own personal care rituals mm -hmm. and routines. Were you able to maintain those throughout all of this as well? More or less. I think I'm still being really mindful on when I sleep, Good. how long I sleep for. I'm not the type that will stay up too late. I mean, it's it's later than usual, but I sleep in later. So it's all okay. relative. Good. And being really cognizant on the intake of what I'm eating. I have to admit, though, my yoga routine has become null and void. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because I'm not in the space. And I know it's a terrible excuse, but I have the kids that are running around constantly at the moment because we're at state home orders and I can't get into my group with them being home. I will yeah. do like a flow here and there. Like when my body wants to do it, I'll go ahead and I'll do a flow. Usually for some reason it happens when I'm just getting ready for bed or in the morning before I get into the shower, I'll do like a little bit of a yoga routine. Yeah. But nothing like I had done before. Like in the past, it was very much like, okay, Wednesday evening, Sunday mornings, I'm gone two, three hours. I'm out of the house, yoga, getting freshened up and changed and all that. And just taking that time for myself that I have to bring back. And now going through the year of podcasting, product-based business, now starting up a few other side things. Unfortunately, KJ, I, there's things that have gotten a little bit stacked. I've promised myself I'm not taking on any more additional projects, no more additional projects. I'm going to, you know, just really dig down deep, get my heels in deep with the podcast. Great. I have the one influencer marketing made easy. So I'm going to keep getting that moving, which is that, which is the course that we did together. Uh, well, we did it. We did it. We made a course together, mm -hmm. right? But separate. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And I, I'm so glad you're bringing it up because I was curious where that stands as well. Because you did have at least one intro workshop, if I recall, earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we did one uh, round of students, one cohort at the end of December, we did one cohort of students. And then we did okay. a second cohort of students at the end of January. And I rushed it That's a bit because what had happened was people had missed the first cohort and it was really to help our community align with the upcoming selling season for Eid mm -hmm. and Ramadan. So that's the reason why I did a very fast turnaround and I got the second cohort in. Now the intention is to see if I can move that into an evergreen model. Great. That's the intention. I'm supposed to be doing that this for this month, getting that going. But after that, I think I'm going to have to re-engage and see if I have enough bandwidth enough energy, enough resources to take on additional work. I do want to have a mentorship program. There's been multiple students that have come up from seeing the also Sophia product-based business. They're emailing, they're asking, let us know, let us know. So I think I might end up doing a mentorship program 
without doing a Facebook community, but more of a small group setting like this over Zoom and we meet regularly like that. I think that right. might be the best option at this point. So so many things, right? So <laughs> many things. So in addition to the course, the podcast, also Sophia, you said you brought on a couple other products or projects? Projects. Yeah. So also Sophia has different categories of products. Okay. So we did, of course, start with the E, the Ramadan yeah. line, and that has really gotten itself established in the community and matured, in my opinion. Wonderful. And which my mom is saying, my, my mom is a great gauge, right? Because she's always sneaking around in different groups of WhatsApp and Facebook. T taking the pulse of what's going on. and what That's right. Think. That's right. Fantastic. That's right. So yes. she's saying in the community within the GTA, Greater Toronto Area, she's like, people know who also Sophia is. So she's Fantastic. like, you've got it. I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad cool. we put some names for ourselves. Yeah. So we have a conscious kitchen and home, which is our next uh, line of products. Ooh. Yes, which is one of my passions. My cousin, Ariana, shout out to Ariana. She's also a very passionate, eco-friendly living individual. She's vegan and she's studying environmental science and sustainability in university. So our eco line is helping the average family basically transition away from single-use plastics in the home. Wonderful. So no more Ziploc, sorry, Ziploc bags, but you're mm -hmm. unfortunately killing the environment because you're convenient and cheap. And the straws, a lot of people have gotten rid of the straws already, which is fantastic. And then, of course, plastic wrap. Yes. Uh, which is also a very common household item. So we're starting with those products and trying to break them into mainstream. And we do have other players that are doing something similar, which is great. We're trying to be a little bit more cost friendly for the average family and basically provide a product that is multifunctional. It goes mm -hmm. from storage. It can cook. It can also freeze, microwave. We're, we're excited about that. So that's one of the, one of the product lines that are coming out. And then we're going to help develop an, a Diwali and a Chinese New Year product line. So we're going to have a few more celebration lines coming up. Tell me, KJ, when am I doing all these fantastic things? Uh -huh. <laughs> yes, exactly. It sounds like everything's in various forms of development and, and building. So mm -hmm. I know you're fantastic with scheduling that and keeping, oh, she's laughing. <laughs> I don't know. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> well, we asked each other this question when we've been on each other's shows. And I'm curious if it's changed. Have your mantras and your supportive, resilient philosophies, have they changed over this six, nine month period? I, I don't think so. I think they're pretty much the same. I, I, I feel like I said, make a plan, take action. And that's very empowering to me. So I'm going to continue to live by that because I know that by me making that plan, that's the first step. And then executing the plan, people are also watching me yes. do these things. It's obvious now that I've been impacting other individuals because they're coming and asking for help. Fantastic. And so if they need me as to be an example of what's possible, then I'll do it. But it's just a matter of being really grounded and saying, okay, what can I do myself? And what do I have to delegate? And Oof, love that. Right. Cause I can't do everything. And I was listening to Clubhouse, of course. Yeah. So I was listening to a Clubhouse the other day and it was a leadership professor from Harvard and she was speaking about excellence. And in order to work in excellence, you have to admit that you are not excellent at everything. Yep. yep. And that is very difficult for type A individuals and high achievers because they want to do everything all the time and they want to do it well. Well, that's not possible. And so you just have to be able to say, I'm not good at this. 
and give it to somebody else to do. Exactly. This is what we've learned being podcasters as well. Like where can we maintain our energy and stay within our zone, zone of genius, zone of talents and stay focused there? How did it land with you when you heard the professor say, well, you're not excellent at everything? Yeah, I mean, I think I inherently knew that this is the reality for many of us that we are so uncomfortable giving up control. But early on, when I had my children, I had to hire help to go back to work. Mm -hmm. There was Mm -hmm. no way I would have been comfortable any other fashion. And truthfully, I do have a standard at home and my husband and me together working full time and having a baby in daycare wouldn't have allowed that. So I did give up a good chunk of my salary at the time and I hired a nanny in the home. And at that point, I did have to delegate off and trust somebody with my baby. Yes. Right? Yes. And so I think that was a great exercise for me that has allowed me in bring us forward to today. That's allowed me to delegate more off my business. So I have delegated a lot out to different members of the team in order to allow me to do this, like chat with you. Let's take a second to pause in this amazing conversation for a quick check-in. If you're enjoying this episode and have found value in the stories from the guests who've joined me on the podcast, I would love it if you could rate and leave a review for the show. You can do so on Apple Podcasts or any of your listening platforms. Your reviews help boost visibility of the show and spread the word to more listeners. Plus, I love hearing from you. If you have found anything you've heard on this show valuable or helpful for you, please let us know. And it's really easy to do. And it takes maybe a minute. You can go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash astonishing stories. Also, a little something to consider. Every review you leave enters you into a chance for winning a free 30-minute private session with me to discuss anything of your choice. I'll pick the name of the winner every Friday and announce it on my Instagram and Facebook stories. So let's hear it, friends. Ratethispodcast.com forward slash astonishing stories. I really appreciate you. Otherwise, I would be probably pick and packing orders still because we had how many hundreds of orders this past season. And that's a, an example. I had to give away that part of the business and I had to hire an online business manager to manage that. People were like, how are you not burnt out? Well, I didn't do all of that customer service myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, reality is that I'm blessed that the business is somewhat sustaining itself. And perhaps I gave away some of my salary that I would have collected from the business, but I would have rather that and still be able to do everything else because I would have had to give up mm-hmm. something. It's a difficult play for many people, a different balance, a difficult balance. But in the end, you just have to dig deep, I think, and ask yourself, how do you want to live your reality? Do you want to be doing, for example, in your case, do you want to be doing the editing all day long for your podcast? Or do you want to just have conversations with people? Some people like editing, right? Some people are like, I don't mind doing this, but it's so true. Right. Uh, not me. <laughs> I know where I thrive the most and it's mm-hmm. the actual conversation and interactions. I absolutely know I'm not excellent at editing <laughs> or so the marketing of it. And I do have an interest in both, mm-hmm. but 
knowing what my energy levels are for the day. I just take it a day at a time. I can't even look at a week at a time. Although that does hover in my periphery. I I am aware of the bigger Mm -hmm. picture. I really do check in with myself hour to hour and then each day. I know you and I have both spoken about the power of having a planner, a diary, a scheduler Mm -hmm. in that way. And that's been very helpful for me. I am curious if you can identify the signs that told you it was time to get help. It was time to delegate. Yeah. And this is where you really have to take the science of business. Yeah. Into play here because that's what science is, right? You make an educated guess and then you do an experiment to see if that was the right move. That's right. And I knew from last year, I was really busy during the heat of the selling season with customer service. I knew how miserable I was last year dealing with all that. And I just did not want to do that again. And so I had a VA working for me on and off and she had learned a lot about the business. And my gut instinct was telling me, you do need backup. Obviously, it's going to take a good chunk of the finances and ongoing payment. And so it was also at that point when I realized I did not like to deal with errors here, customer service there. And by giving her the authority to deal with the warehouse and customer service, I knew that I could come out and be in the front of the business and I could help with the marketing. I would be able to do more of the social media. And that's what the customers want. They wanted to see me and they wanted to see the product. So it's almost like if I wasn't in front, then no one's in front and then they forget about you and then they won't sell as much. It was like I had that vision in my mind and then all I had to do was say, yes, that's the right vision. We're going to take that big, bold step and we will hire somebody. I think it really comes down to knowing what happened in the past. So knowing that we had the volume, we had the demand. And then also knowing that I did not want to do these things. And that was how I knew then that this was the right move. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was the right move. I was speaking to somebody the other day and they're like, I told you that they were asking how I wasn't burnt out. And it was because I said basically that I didn't do it all by myself. Yeah. Um, And I think that's the trick to scale. How else are you going to grow bigger unless you you either have to give up your energy, time or money and your time and energy are, are not infinite, right? No. I'm wondering if this is a similar feeling that you had when you made that, I love that you called it the big bold step from this corporate nine to five position. And you may have to remind me, you're still part-time also, right? I'm not a physiotherapist in the part-time position. I'm actually a clinic manager. That's right. But my physiotherapy skills allow me to be the clinic manager, I guess you could say. Yeah, the skill set helps to understand the clinicians a little bit more. Yeah, I'm still working part-time that to do that. And KJ, like I contemplate, I even told my my director a couple of days back, I'm very transparent. I said, I'm at a fork in the road at the moment. You know um, about the product-based business and he knows that I have a podcast, I believe, and he knows that I do all this random stuff on the side. He also knows that I'm doing a very good job being part-time with the team, helping this team. And so I said to him, I'm in a fork in the road. I don't know which direction I'm going in, be it corporate leadership, right? Go back to the hospital? Or do I steer off and do my own thing and lead my own team in the product-based business? Because product-based business continues to grow. The reality is you'll have to let something go Yep, or hire more people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like you said, you're at the decision-making points now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does feel like a big, bold step that I took in the past when I left the the big job, the 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 full-time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was it very clear to you then in the same way that things have been clear for you this round about how right it was for you? Or was it like an, oh, crap. We've talked about this before. How did you navigate the big, scary, limiting beliefs or the shoulds or the 
or not even the shits from ourselves. Well, and those are pretty potent and powerful, but from Mm -hmm. our loved ones and from the people around us. Mm -hmm. Hmm. A good question. This step didn't seem as scary as the first one when I left my big full-time job, right? Because not the intention to let anyone leave this job. The intention is to grow with also Sophia. And of course, Bossit Club has its own revenue stream, I suppose. But what it was doing was by me hiring somebody, it's almost saying to me, you need to make money all the time, which means you need to get your bum in gear and do the work, right? Mm -hmm. So it's almost like I'm in some ways, I'm almost chaining myself to my business because it's very easy like, hey, Jane, let's put it in perspective. I could just end the season, go to sleep for a month, under two, month and a half, and then start doing my design work for the next either Ramadan season. I don't need to do too much more, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, could, I could work my side hustle and then I could do a clinic job and I could live, you know, happy go lucky me. But I obviously want to do more. So I kind of mm-hmm. changed myself by hiring somebody. Yeah. Somebody. Now somebody no. else's livelihood is dependent on. Well, There's something powerful about committing to something wholly. One might argue you eliminated potential distractions or things that keep you small, things that would keep you, as you'd said, almost tied to where your energy isn't necessarily being utilized in the best way. Mm -hmm. And then let's not forget, you have a family, you have small (laughs) kids, you've got your partner. And I really do appreciate that you asked yourself, where do I really, really want to be spending my time? And obviously highlighting, well, not here, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. I can give this piece up because that's a big time suck. But also, I've discovered, I shouldn't speak for everybody, but I've discovered that if I'm not focused on one arena, I'm not giving my 100%. I'm distracted. I'm not fully being present. And I think that's actually a disservice, especially for product-based companies, for the Mm -hmm. service industry, Mm -hmm. people not be receiving the best. best. Mm -hmm. And so that is the basic and big question. Yeah. Where and who and what deserves the best of me? That's right. Yep. And it's a really hard move for so many people to give up that level of control yeah, and pass something on to somebody else. And then the monetary component that goes along with that, because not everybody will work for free. You may Mm -hmm. be able to hustle your friends and family for a bit, but people need to be compensated. I think for me, that's the scary part, right? By compensating somebody, I need to start generating revenue in streams that may have never been revenue generating streams, like doing the mentorship right? A lot of people come for help. And I have to say, and I just spoke to somebody else about this. It's hard for me to justify charging for my time Mm. because I was a public servant for so many years, Mm -hmm. right? Almost a decade working in nonprofit, which I'm still doing in the clinic. It's a nonprofit public clinic. And now saying, oh, by the way, my time is X amount of dollars per hour. I know. That's going to be difficult. So that's going to be my next hurdle and see how people take that. And by having actually an online business manager in between, it might help me a little bit more because they will be the ones presenting that. Yeah. Right. Versus me having to present that. Yeah. So that's going to be a bit of a interesting experiment for us. Yes. Congratulations on the expansion of your teams, by the way, in hearing your process on making that decision and knowing that, yes, it takes a level of investment. But again, what we're talking about is investing in where we really want to be spending our time and energy anyway. So when we look at it as an energy investment, in addition to revenue, Mm -hmm. but there's also profitability in terms of time, health, relationship building, and certainly 
during this year in which we're also in a world health mm-hmm. emergency. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yes. You really understand and it's revealed what our priorities are and we don't know what tomorrow might bring. Oh, it's crazy. Life is very unpredictable and we have to be just so grateful for what we have now mm-hmm. and in the moment and see how we can best take what we have and make it even better if that's what's calling to us. That's another thing. If you can see something being presented in front of you and mm-hmm. you have that vision and that drive, mm-hmm. is it not then your responsibility to make it happen? Right. It's a very interesting question. And I think one that many people struggle with, especially those who might be thinking about leaving a stable nine to five job and moving on to an entrepreneurship lifestyle, right? It's a very interesting conundrum. But if it doesn't, if that persistent voice doesn't go away, right? there's something more there. It's not like a fleeting thought. It's the goal. Yeah, absolutely. You and I could probably talk for a million years. So I'm going to narrow down what my next question is to wrap up at least today's talk and we'll check in again more. So it's around the lines of conversation. I'm tying in Clubhouse with that, as well as what it is to be a podcaster. My question is, what are relevant conversations for you at this time? What pulls your ear and attention to a particular Clubhouse room? What conversations are informing which guests you have onto the podcast? Mm -hmm. These days, I really feel it's personal development for any, it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're working as a healthcare practitioner, mm-hmm. working as a construction worker, it doesn't really matter. I think everyone does have the drive internally for personal development and almost the responsibility as well. Mm-hmm. And I have recently started taking a course, it's a strategic intervention course for coaching And the reason I decided to take it was because I realized that if people come to me for business advice and I see something else that's underlying, for example, mindset or limiting beliefs, I need the tools to be able to help them understand how to change that limiting belief or that mindset. Right now, I'm I'm drawn to things like this: your entire podcast topic, resiliency, right? How can you be resilient in times of turmoil or how does resiliency show up in your everyday life? And then those big, bold topics, even things like trust. That's why I went to that clubhouse room that other day because she was speaking about, she was speaking about leadership in general. And she brought in these different things around leadership, like trust and working Mm -hmm. with excellence. And those topics are so interesting because they can be applied to so many different streams and into your personal life. It's not one area. When you speak about trust, you you need to think about your children. How do they trust you? How does your family trust you? How do your friends trust you? How do your colleagues trust you? And then how do your customers and clients trust you? That's right. And so such a big topic. So yeah, that's where I'm going lately. Personal development and then getting systems in place right now is what's my main focus these days. How do I systemize and automate as many things as possible? So I'm hands off if I can be hands off. And I did get a a little bit of a mini lecture from one of my colleagues. She basically said, as an entrepreneur, you will always have your hands in something. It's true. We're not sitting here playing the stock market, right? We're not just sitting and walking away. Yeah. So it was good that she had said that to me because I'm not sure what my goal ultimately was. I think I'm always the type to work, right? I'm always the one who wants to do a little bit of hustle. But I think I was starting to feel like, okay, I can't be hustling this much for this many years, right? I eventually have to say, this is my cutoff time in the morning, cutoff time at night. These are my zones of when I do not work. I only want to work four hours a day. If I want to make that happen, we yes. set the system. So yes. 
that's the ultimate goal, I suppose. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And so here's my final question. You just inspired it of me. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about what your activities are outside of work? When you shut down the computer, mm-hmm. turned off the microphone, what do you like to do? Oh my, I used to love my yoga, as I had mentioned, yes. but so I haven't been doing that as much. Currently, I've been having a lot of fun in the kitchen. I Ooh. actually, I hate cooking generally, but I've actually been enjoying it. And I think it's because I do need to leave the space that I'm in by the computer and I do need to feed the family. Yes. And so I'm just getting a little bit more creative in the kitchen, standing up and doing my thing. That's really where I'm finding my outlet these days while we're in the middle of the pandemic and lockdown. I'm hoping I can get back into my routine of going back and doing yoga. You will. Breaking. Yeah, I'm hoping um, that I'll be able to do that soon and start doing a little bit more movement. Really, I have yes. no excuse, AJ. I have no excuse. You had said, it's when you've made the decision, mm-hmm. how can I make this work? Sometimes we just need the reminder. I know how much you love yoga and how much you miss it. But I wonder if it might be an easeful thing to do like five to seven minutes, you know? Yeah, really it is. It's not, I have no excuse. Really, what is it? It's a yoga mat and a space, a quiet space. I have no excuse. I literally just have to tell myself it needs to get done or KJ is going to come after me. <laughs> AJ will come to you and say, can you tell me about something pleasurable you did today? Remind ourselves what we do feel good doing. We spend the majority of our days adhering to schedules and what our should and have to do's versus this is what I'd love to do. This is what I must do for my soul. So maybe it's just a friendly reminder of we have some things that we feel really good doing. Let's, yeah. let's remember that. So It's true. It's true. It, we have to put ourselves first. Otherwise, we'll just burn right out. Mm, and we can't have that. There's so, so much goodness to share. So yes, thank yeah. you. And for spending some time with me again today. This is good. So until next time, thank you, my dear. And I will check in to see if you've had some pleasurable time. Yes, <laughs> sounds good to me. It has been a bit since Sophia Noreen and I connected. Though we did throw a clubhouse event in there somehow, somewhere, a couple months ago, as I listened again to this conversation, this intimate check-in between friends, I am stuck by the perseverance and determination Sophia Noreen showed through this harrowing year. It's not surprising, of course, she is such a force of nature, but as she recounted the struggles of having her products and programs stalled in such a significant way, flashes of her brilliance, her resilience, and her creativity emerged and took center stage. I mean, she still expanded her business during the pandemic, mind you, and in fact grew her team, all while producing a podcast, managing a physiotherapy clinic, and balancing the precious time that she has with her family. She is absolutely inspiring to witness. So here are the takeaways from today's conversation. Number one, be willing to do the introspective work. Know yourself. You may want to reassess your levels of energy and resources. Ask yourself, what am I willing to do? What might I delegate elsewhere? Recognize patterns of what worked, what didn't. Ask yourself, Where is my zone of genius? Where are my skills and talents best utilized? Where might breakdowns or disruptions offer chances to elevate elsewhere? Number two, where and who and what projects deserve the best of me? 
maybe the extreme multitasking isn't the most productive and effective way to work, and perhaps not at this pace anymore. Number three, essential self-compassion is walking away and doing something else. Movement, like yoga, walking for Sophia Noreen, it's effective mental health self-care, even if it means just starting small. Taking five minutes to do a yoga flow before bedtime, for instance. Turning off the computer, shutting down the messages, the microphone. What do you do now? Notice what activities you enjoy or are curious about. Who is it with you as you experience these activities? Your answers are very telling and they offer insight into the replenishment and self-care routines that may have long-lasting effects on your overall well-being. I invite you to check out the episode's notes to find more information about Sophia Noreen, her podcast and community, Bossit Club, and her multi-layered business, also Sophia, including Conscious Kitchen and Home. I love having conversations with incredible, uplifting souls like Sophia Noreen. I've been so lucky I've had her on now twice. I'm hoping that you've enjoyed these exchanges of stories as well. And if you do, I invite you to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that we can continue doing this work, spreading the word, widening our circle of storytellers. I have a couple more summertime events on the horizon, and you can find out more by visiting me at my website, blissbeginswithin.com, and on Facebook and Instagram, also blissbeginswithin or at Musings on Other. I look forward to hearing from you and celebrating your resilience and creativity, your story of astonishing life. Thank you for listening to the Stories of Astonishing Light podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can support this podcast in a few different ways. First, you could post a screenshot of the podcast on your Instagram and Facebook stories or in your feeds and tag me at Bliss Begins Within or Musings on Other, and I can repost you. Another way to spread the love is to share this podcast with your friends and family, anyone whom you think might enjoy it as well. A third way to support this podcast is to subscribe, download, and leave a positive review on any of the platforms you listen to the show on. In this way, we can continue to grow our audience and reach more listeners. A quick and direct way to leave a review is by going to ratethispodcast.com forward slash astonishing stories. I am so grateful to spend this time with you exchanging such uplifting tales of resilience. We'll see you next time. Music